What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 205. On this episode, I'm joined by Southern Comfort and we talk about the Patreon, merch shop, TV shows, Lovecraft Country, politics, bunch of music talk, and then our top five artists to check out or whatever we're calling this, uh, this segment. So anyway, uh, thanks for checking us out. podcast with Mo. What up? I'm about to give SoCo, aka Southern Comfort, a call for our, I don't know what we call it, was it bi-monthly if it's every two months? I don't know, whatever the fuck that is. Um, every other month, I call him about some music shit, so we're going to talk about that. Um, but first, I, I must ask you to consider going to patreon.com slash a podcast mo. If you give enough money, you can be like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Powwow, and Marshall the Dharma Initiative Bear, and be co-producers, a.k.a. the reason this podcast exists anymore. Um, also, you can go to our merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast mo, I believe is correct. Uh, if you would like to get some podcast merch, I also have the same store, but you just replace a podcast Mo with eight of the Mo. If you want some eight of the Mo merch, um, I haven't shared that link in a long time, but I guess I need to, or just buy my own stuff because it's fucking dope. All right, anyway, so let's give uh, Soko a call. Um, so what's up, man? How's how's oh, it been? Too much, man. Just just hanging in, man. Hanging in. Yeah, so- nothing too special at all. Are you still uh, doing well in the quarantine? I know you are enjoying the lockdown. Yeah, I'm. I'm still loving it. I feel kind of guilty for liking it as much as I do. Like, I know it's supposed to be like a terrible time, and there's never been anything like it. And you know, a lot of people are doing bad in it, but I've kind of loved it. <laughs> like, it's kind of my speed. Like, I already didn't want to do too much. Like, now I'm working from home. And that got made permanent for me. Like, I know a lot of people had to go back to work, but I'm permanent from home now. So, like, I don't know. Everything just kind of rolled my way with this whole quarantine thing. Well, hell yeah. Um, I, I definitely miss working from home. It was way cooler. So, we'll see. But at the moment where I live, they're, like, in code red or some shit. So, they probably should lock down again. But that's not how it's going to happen here. Nah, I expect that most places going to just stay open because money. <laughs> like, that's just pretty much the answer. It's all about money. Right. Um, so before we get into the music stuff, uh, you've been watching any good TV shows? I know you do that. It's a thing you're into. I actually, uh, I just today started, there was a show on ABC. It's been out for a couple years now, but called A Million Little Things. You ever hear about that? I have not or catch at all. it at all? Uh, it's it's a, I guess you said. They're like a serious drama. It's not my usual speed, but I caught the first episode and it kind of drew me in. So now I think I'm I'm pro- probably going to actually finish it up and watch. I want to say they got like three seasons of it, something like that now. And that's how I usually do. I usually catch stuff a couple years after it comes out and everybody talks about it. And then I just binge it and enjoy it. Yeah, I think you should really watch Lovecraft Country if you have HBO I- of any way. I heard you and uh, Koopy talking about it. I've got it ever since it went to HBO Max. I can't access it on my Roku TV. I got to like re-sign up or something like that, and I got to figure that whole thing out. Yeah. Every time I go to turn it on, it just kind of frustrates me because I'm like, damn it, it used to log right in. 
Now it's like, oh, no, sorry, you got to sign up for Max, but it's cool. <laughs> you just got to redo everything. And then I'm like, ah, I'll just watch something else. The thing is, signing up for Max, is, I mean, Max is great, but it doesn't work on Roku. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it completely doesn't work on that. So, but even like my laptop used to have automatic uh, like sign in for my HBO. But even it wants me to do like a whole new sign up thing. And I'm like, come on, guys, like I do one button and stuff like i enjoy just clicking and everything starts up for me don't make me redo stuff you know one time you're gonna go uh i will and say I'm gonna do it, max is is cool and lovecraft country in particular i think um you know i feel like it sounds like kind of stereotypical but it is like about uh you know like black people in the jim crow era south you know like that so it's that and then also there's like sci-fi and fantasy built on top of it so it's just like this perfect combination for i think that people that um are rather just interested in that period piece or i do think like a black american who's like kind of nerdy ish would like really be into it i would assume i know i'm really into it i think it's dope and that usually helps me to get into stuff like that better because i'm not a fan of like stuff that takes place in older time periods like I'm more of like it's got to be modern day or the future kind of thing. Like usually if it's set back somewhere else, I'm like, ah, I can't do it. Not interested. But because it's got that sci-fi factor in it, I probably I feel like I'll be into it. Right. I mean, I just I think it's a cool one also because uh, I don't know if you ever watch Lost or not. Um, but Lost was cool because you really didn't know what would happen week to week. You're like they they could do anything. Right. Like you have no fucking clue. And that's how this show has that feeling too. Like. Nothing, nothing they could do on the next episode would surprise me. Like that's you know it's how crazy it is. So like that, I enjoy those type of shows. That's the best kind of TV too. When you can't predict it, like anything could happen. Right, right. Especially in today's world, because it's pretty quick. With the internet, could be like, all right, well, there's three options. Here's what it's going to be: this, this, or this. But whereas in this show, I don't think it'll go that way. I mean, it could go because it's based on a book. So I'm sure someone out there has read the book. They could spoil it, but. um I don't see those people around, so I haven't worried about it. Um, what about politics in your world? You know, we're getting close up to an election. I don't really know how political you are, but how how are politics uh, where you're from? I'm not just you at all. Like, I think I'm gonna go that uh, Joe Jorgensen route with you. Yeah, like I'm I'm not feeling either of the top two or whatever, however it's being considered. But I'm getting like calls and mail like crazy from both sides. Like, it's I can't wait for it to be over. Just so my phone will stop ringing. Like the robot calls are insane right now, right in Georgia anyway. I have this. I might have been getting some to my cell phone, but I downloaded this app called Haya, and to my knowledge, they're cool. I mean, they might be hacking my phone. I don't fucking know. But um, anyway, anytime <laughs> it's like a caller ID, so when someone calls, it'll tell me if it's a suspected spam call, and so if it tells me it's spam, I don't answer it. And I, lately, I've gotten a lot of those, so I wonder now if that was a. Uh, these robo calls, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're ramping that shit up. I think the commercials are hilarious though, because like every time I see one like attack ad, like one attacking the other, I'm like, you're the same people basically. Like you, you sound like you're attacking a mirror. Like every time y'all do it, like I'm objective enough to be like, yeah, but you're like that too. Like you're not fooling me. Right. Well, we have a. Uh-huh. Uh, it's. I haven't seen too many. I watch Big Brother, you know, that's a local station. So I see uh, some ads there. But we have, uh, I think it's some woman named like Abby Broyles. And she's like this Democrat. And 
So all the Republican ads are calling her a socialist and how she wants to bring socialist policies to Oklahoma, but we don't want them. And then like the guy that they're supporting is this Inhofe guy who is the one of the people who got caught, you know, selling stocks right before coronavirus stuff, like after he had got out of the meeting. So he's like corrupt as fuck, but he's over here. They're running like attack ads on other people. And I'm like, how is this dude even running after all this shit? So like, <laughs> after all that. Right, like I don't know. It just no one no one cares because it's just it's their sports team. It's like I test yeah. way too often, that's but it's it. like the Giants are the greatest when you're a Giants fan. Right, but <laughs> like that's it's all like there if there was just two, if it was just the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots, and that was it, and there was no other teams, and they just played each other every week, and then like people just were like got more and more entrenched into their team. And then if, like, another team was like, hey, we want to play y'all, they're like, no, you don't qualify to play us. Fuck you. Like, it's yeah, so You can't weird. interrupt this rivalry. Yeah. It's you so, have no place here. <laughs> and kind of like uh, the debates, uh, they came out and said something of, like, the uh, bipartisan debate commission, blah, blah, blah. And then people are like, it should be the nonpartisan, not the bipartisan. It should be, like, there's no parties yeah, involved. Yeah, not that the y'all yeah, two get together. To be only the two. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome bullshit, man. So uh, I it don't really. I don't really think anything's going to change. I think because people uh, like me and others, you know, that that are aware of this, we also kind of are like over it. You know, like fucking yeah. Because I mean, it's <laughs> and it's one of those things where you know you can't win. Like like I had like I I won't even discuss it with anybody who's like a generation older than me because like. I'm like, like I, I get that y'all are anti-Trump, but that doesn't make his main opposition better. Like, I get what y'all are saying, like, because right. like, it's like family members and stuff like that. They're like, I right, make sure you vote. You got to get him out of there. And I'm like, yeah, but do you understand? Like, what's coming in isn't gonna make anything any better. Right. Like, if anything, like if if Trump's really the head of the uh, the right wing races and really their leader. All it's going to do is make it worse if he gets voted out. If he's really like that head on and they're that, they got that much of a hard on for him. Like they're just going to do worse shit. If he's put out, if he's not elected, not saying that's the reason why he should be reelected, but at this point, like, fuck it, let him have a second term. How much worse could it be? Right. I mean, I will always, and I'm sure you'd have a better perspective on this than me, but I really felt like Obama becoming president made more, racists come out in a way of like I felt like and again it might be my age you know I was 18 when I voted for Obama the first time and so maybe I just was you know in a position where I could see it but I felt like more people would start saying shit of like getting above his class and you're like whoa whoa what what that's crazy I didn't know you thought like that like I don't know I just felt like it did lay out some people's thoughts that like I think the same thing would happen if a woman became president I think all of a sudden you'd hear a lot of guys being like the the sexist shit would come out the woodworks if that were to happen like they'd be like I ain't oh take it up Hillary would have won taking an order from a lady Hillary would have won like it would be it would be a bad it'd be a bad climate for women a lot I'm not gonna say the same way it is for black people right now because that's race and sex are different because if you're a race if you're white and you're a woman, you have it better than if you're black or another race than a woman. That's just kind of that's the word the way the world is. Like I didn't make it that way. I like it just it's kind of how it is. But it would be a little bit worse for women if a woman had been president. Like people feel like they can say stuff. Yeah. But yeah, as long as there wasn't a black president, nobody ever had to 
there was nothing to speak out against for the people that are against there just being a black president. But as soon as we got one, they felt like, oh, well, now I got to say something because it's happened. Right. And like you said, it just it made people's thoughts come out into words and <laughs> be typed out on social media. And I mean, and yeah, again, everybody's that's, got a platform. that's just anecdotal. I'm sure someone's done some, you know, study and they're like, statistically, that's not true. But it's how it felt, you know, and then. And also, I think it's weird. I don't think words make people racist. And, you know, I do. I do think I personally um, am not, (laughs) you know, like I think I do a pretty good job. And I don't think if I said some words, it would make me that way. But I also don't say anything too horrible. Uh, But like, for instance, Joe Biden about Obama back when, you know, they were both running for president against each other. He said something to the extent of like Obama's the first well-spoken black man in politics, more or less. Like a vague term, and I was like, "Well, that's pretty fucking racist-ish." Yeah, it's fucked up, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like why would you why would you formulate those words and say that? Obviously, you really think it, and a lot of it is just it's where people are, you know, not necessarily where they're raised, but just. Like how you come up. Well, they're so old. They're so old. Like, I don't expect anyone over a certain age to not be a little racist. And I don't even mean that like in a necessarily, I guess the word racist means like a million different things to everybody. But, uh, you know, like I assume any old white person is going to feel some. There's another word for it. I'm sure it's a little less. Right. Because not quite racist, but almost like like they they lean into stereotypes and things of that nature like they may not be flat out racist but they're like yeah what what's the problem <laughs> like i right. thought everybody felt that way and it's like yeah but like now we know not to just say shit like that and, and i'll say it even the other way like i think if i meet an old black person i'm i'm pretty sure they're like weary of me or they're not like they don't love me at first you know because i'm sure they feel some type of way about white people too if they're old you know and they I, grew up in a I time where a like example of that if if you were to meet like a like you said an old black guy or whatever or old black person and you know say that they just they weren't up on anything more current than you know when they were a teenager or whatever hearing that you're a white kid not that you're a kid but you know what I mean like right. that you're white and you're a rapper they'd be like what what are you talking about no you're not like to them like to me that's like the opposite end of it like a black person seeing you and be like what you rap what do you mean you rap <laughs> Right, you're white. You and, can't rap, and like, that's why you know I would never I mean? like, bring it up to an old black and it's person. The same way on the opposite end, though. Like a, a old white guy's like, "What? This young black guy's <laughs> gonna be president? How right. that happened? Like, it's the same kind of shit. Like, if you don't roll the times, you don't know that. Yeah, guy, everybody can rap. Anybody can be president. It's not, you know, the twenties. <laughs> right. That is all. And I do say lately uh, because I've been riding with LV, my homie that's in jail a little bit. <laughs> And uh, he had this whole thing about where he wants us to do be a rap duo where he writes his verses and sends them to me where I rap them here. But he <laughs> wants me to say the N-word, and it's okay because once people look at his rap sheet of what he's been arrested for, they'll realize he has the street cred to give that permission. And I wrote back, like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. But it was pretty <laughs> Sorry, funny. <guy. laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh yeah, but I saw so a funny premise for like a movie or something. But <laughs> in real life, I just don't feel like 
Right. And he it's feasible. He wants to talk about rap music a lot. So I've been thinking about it and like just the things that like how my my tastes have changed. Like I'm pretty much out on like all money raps, you know, but it's also because like what I rap about is has has or since I become a rapper or whatever has changed like what I want to listen to. Right. And what I value and like when I hear something, I'm like, well, that's fucking stupid. And I'm not listening to that. But then every once in a while, some stupid shit is perfect. And it's like by someone who has enough that right energy where I'm like, you know what? This kind of work, you know, not everything's for everyone. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, But, you know, like he he was mad because I don't love Lil Wayne like I used to is what I told him in one of my letters. And uh, he now likes Lil Wayne because he's been in jail and he says he connects to all the guys in jail because of what he raps about. And I'm like, well, I guess maybe because I'm not in jail, I don't connect to it (laughs) anymore. I don't fucking know, man. Like, (laughs) So, I mean, who knows, right? And honestly, I feel weird calling myself a rapper these days because I I do veer, I think, further and further from it in a lot of ways. But also, like, uh, my song that just came out, Get It Though, I think it's pretty good. I would say that's very Mac Miller-ish, and everyone would say Mac Miller's a rapper. But really... It's not the same as fucking what Nas was doing, you know? Like, it's just not. Like, there should be. Right. I really wish there were more subgenres. Subgenres. And I talk about this way too often, yeah. but it's, like, it's not allowed. I just think that would be cool because I do think when someone's like, oh, that ain't that real hip hop. And I'm like, I'm probably not making real hip hop, but I also don't want to because that's not genuine to myself. Like, I'm trying to make what I feel, you know, in the moment. Um, and so it's weird that everything's just thrown into one pot, you know, or you go on a Spotify and, you know, you t- you go to the hip hop, what's the Spotify hip hop playlist. And it's basically all like the, the dumb trap stuff, which I don't hate necessarily, but it's that short 808, you know, that's real popular and shit. Like they're all the beaches kind of sound the same, but that's not necessarily what I meant when I'm like, let's hear the most necessary hip hop, you know, to me that isn't. So anyway, fucking world. I just, I think it just, it's always sounded cooler to be called a rapper than a singer. Like nobody wants to be called like, yeah, I'm an R and B singer, but that's what a lot of them are. Like, right. like I hear stuff playing from other people's cars. Like, I, like this morning, for example, I was at the gas station and I just, I heard, you know, some rapper, like, I don't know who it was, but they were playing it loud. And I was like, he's singing. I was like, that's not like, I'm pretty sure he's called a rapper, but I was like, that's singing. And right. if they said, this guy's an R&B singer and he just happens to use auto tune. And I agree that it's hip hop and rap beats. To me, that makes way more sense than just calling it all rap. Like to me, rap is actually like rhyming words, rhythm and poetry, like the actual acronym rap. Right. But like when it's more melodic and singing, I'm like, I, I don't know, man, to me, that's always going to be R&B. But I understand y'all don't want to be called singers because that sounds softer and doesn't sound as cool as I'm a rapper. Or now everybody says they're artists, which, yeah. you know, that's fine, too. I think artists is the way to go for sure. Uh, I don't know. It's just and maybe there isn't room for everybody, you know, or whatever. And it is this whole curators and labels. I was trying to explain to my wife earlier today about industry plants. And I'm like, you know, I'm honestly against it completely. But it's like you'll see some kids show up who's 20 you know, or younger, you know, normally younger, actually, they have no songs on any streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. Two songs get dropped. Both songs get over a million plays instantly with no following yep. beforehand. No, no paper trail. And all of a sudden, millions of people like it's like, how am I the only person that doesn't know who the fuck you are? 
Right. And it's is like that possible. <laughs> like, am I that out of the loop? And, or and like I think said, that's just the plan. Right. I think that's the plan is they do that. So you think that or these kids think that and they're like, oh, I got to like them. Um, you know, like where I work yeah, I at. I got to listen because everybody else is. Where I work at, you know, and I still don't know because Lil Wayne is, again, is my favorite rapper uh, or historically is. And he had a song with this triple X dude. And I never knew how to pronounce his name. And apparently when he says triple X stinchy on, that's wrong. So I don't know what the fuck his name is. Um, but anyway, that kid's face is on like all these kids desktop backgrounds when they log into their computers, you know, like all over this high school. And this fucker has been dead for like two years. And like, I don't, you know, I've listened to a few of his songs before he died. So I was aware <laughs> of him, but it's just crazy to me. Cause I'm like, it's nuts. It's nuts. And also it's crazy to me because when yeah. I grew up in Oklahoma, yeah, is she that popular? But, yeah. like people like Fidelity and Ludacris and, you know, some, some of those more like radio hip hop acts, but people didn't listen to fucking underground hip hop. Like I did in high school. Um, so it's right. weird that like so many kids do now too. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. And it's not really underground because it's on all these Spotify playlists that, you know, make it the most popular shit in the world. So I guess even the perception of what's underground really is what me and you really spend our time in, you know, hanging out on the interwebs, talking to people. That's like the real underground these days, I guess. Yeah, that's the actual, this is, this is more the industry figured out how to take underground and basically like like the industry like any industry does with anything like if it gets popular at a certain level oh well, we can we can figure out how to monetize this for ourselves and just make people think that's what it is like because like i said a lot of these people like by the time you hear about them they're not as underground as people think everybody's like oh yeah man you don't know about this he's, he's underground no he's got 12 contracts he's got billions of people working to make sure that everybody knows who he is that's not underground like yeah. He's just a signed artist that is not being called mainstream because it doesn't sound good to be called that. It sounds cooler to be oh, underground and making it. But in reality, you know, he's already made it. Just can't say that because then it doesn't sound as cool to the kids. Right. You got to sell to the kids, man. That's who buys the drugs. It's the kids. True that. Um, we grow our own. And, <laughs> Adults and, grow their own drugs. And really, I feel... I think that's also another big part of it is like everyone thinks they're just like one move away from being that hit as well. You know, like people in the underground, like I have people that lately have kind of given, not giving me like a lot of shit, but they'll be like, your mixing isn't perfect. And I'm like, I'm aware of that. Cause I'm not an industry standard mixer. Like, I don't know. I don't even fucking have a clue. Um, but I think it's pretty fucking good for doing it in this little podcast room of mine that I have. And uh, I don't know if it would be worth me spending hundreds of dollars per song or whatever the rate is um, just to get a few more listens. Like, would that get me more listens? I don't necessarily know if that's the case. Um, but you and hear, my I don't know. Feeling on stuff like that is because I, I think about that a lot with sound and shit like that, like to that average like yeah to somebody who's listened to it that's got like what they call like a producer ear or even like people who rap who have a rapper ear they hear verses different you know people who produce they hear you know the the actual whole song different but are they actually a fan of the music would they actually be a fan or is it just are you doing all that just to get a uh, a thumbs up from somebody who's quote unquote more in the industry. Right. It's, and then will that even help you? Like are they gonna do anything for you? Or are they just gonna say, okay, now it sounds industry ready. And then you still like you get you get nowhere. Right. They're not gonna listen to it. They're not gonna help you with it. They're just gonna say, oh, well now it sounds good enough. Good luck. Like like what does that even mean? Like, but if you got a hundred people who are like, shit sounds good to me. I like the song. 
Like, I don't care if the decibels are just right. I just like what I heard. Like, those are the people that I wish had an actual, like, place you could go. Like, everywhere, like, places like, a, just for example, like a Reverb Nation. Like, all that stuff, it's all artists. Like, there's no place for just fans. Because most people that listen to music, they just listen to music. Years. Like, they don't do anything online. Yeah, it's all fake. Like, it's... The, it's all to lure artists in to some to get money from them at right. some point. Like that's what it's all for. They get all the artists together there, and then they say, "Hey, for fifty bucks, we can be on the top of our, you know, we we got fifty million subscribers, and we'll put you on the front page." Well, Reverb Being on Nation the front page of fifty million people who want to make it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, Reverb Nation has been whack for many many years, and I see a lot of people oh, still yeah. sharing their charts and. It's been proven a long time ago. You can be number two in whatever fucking huge city you think, and that equals like no. There's, it, it's all it just nothing. right. It doesn't mean anything. It's all to get you to buy stuff. Like it's all fake. So, uh, if anyone in here, you know, listening to this happens to still be fuck with them, I just wouldn't waste my time. Um, a, a couple other no, things you you said like there works on their reverb nation. Like it's a waste. Uh, another couple of things you said there. If I can remember them, who fuck knows now. Um, as far like one of the things you said about uh, as kind of like impressing rappers is kind of or, or impressing other artists. It's the same thing yeah, with beats. Well, like uh, a lot of beat makers, producers, all they care about is other beat makers saying their beats are good. And it's like people that make yes. beats don't buy beats. So like, what the fuck does yeah, it exactly. matter? Like they're not. Yeah, they're not. There's nothing they're gonna do for you. Like. Yeah, and every, then that's exactly every the second once in thing. a million, you might find one that like a producer here's another producer and says, "Oh, I want to bring them in to be a part of my producer team." But that's not the majority of it. The majority of it is like a, a giant circle jerk. Well, like, and to me, and again, I'm thinking of it as someone who, I, I, you know, my goal is to make some money selling beats. You know, I make uh, this podcast for my my fake fans, and I make the music <laughs> for myself, and then I make the beats because that would be cool way to fund those other two projects and uh you know that is more or less my goal and i don't think that's a, a horrible horrible thing but like to me it's more impressive seeing someone put stuff out and like do st- not like hear their one masterpiece you know like i don't care that you spent like a year on this one song i mean that's cool i guess it is but then it's like but that's not really useful in the way the world is today um like you gotta fucking let's do some shit. So anyway, and then you earlier said people can't help you. Um, I have lately been thinking of this a lot. Like I don't, uh, you know, there's a lot of people on Twitter, for instance, right, that we're friends with and stuff, right. and uh, they all have their own ideas on what's real and what's the the secret formula and the secret sauce to success. And here's the thing: we're all we none of us know because if any of us knew, we would already be there, right? So we have all these people that's got like yeah, it already be done a Probably. thousand to ten thousand followers, and we're all in this boat of like, oh, we're gonna figure it out. But our way is the only way, and everyone gets real fucking defensive and shit. So I just stop taking everything to heart, and I only really care about the ones that can that do do something for me. You know, not necessarily that like I'm using them, but like if I, you know, there's some people on there that I don't even really know them, but they like and share, you know, all kinds of shit that I post, and I'm like. Well, hell yeah, they're cool. And I'm not saying you have to like and share my shit, but like, it's just uh, like, I care more about those. Uh, Somebody trying to get somewhere. Right. Like, they they got more value to you. That makes sense. And I've had also like people, uh, you know, 
they'll claim like I can put you on, you know, like a playlist or a radio station or a blog or whatever the case may be. But when like shit hits the fan, rubber hits the road, whatever, like it just doesn't happen. I'm like, well, you talk a lot about some shit that like I put out a bunch of music and none of this ever happens for me. So like maybe I'm not cool enough, you know, but like it just was like I'm just not going to waste my energy with that then because like. And it just, there's no need to. Like, I just really feel like a lot of people take stuff way too personally with some fucking internet people. And, um, oh, yeah. I think it's, way I think you can be, right? Like, I've, I've been trying to get, I think I said this in the last episode of Snappy too. Like, it's cool to be friends, like, internet friends, great, but like, I just don't have any time for internet en- enemies. Like, that's just who gives a fuck. Who yeah, that's really fuck? stupid. So, like, it's, it makes no sense to me. <laughs> like, I know there's, there's a whole, like group of people that they live for internet enemies and internet beef and internet negativity and that's cool but i i'll never be a part of that like that shit will never make sense to me like i navigate all around that like that makes no sense to me to do that so anyway we'll uh move on to our artist so the thing that you come on here for um is we Every couple months, give five artists for people to look out for. I typically do three mainstream-ish artists and then two underground. It's really getting hard for me to do underground artists because I don't listen to probably as many as I should or enjoy as many as I need to. Um, but I'm trying my hardest. And then you normally bring all five underground artists. So we'll see. Yep, And I will keep that streak going today, my friend. All right. Well, um, what is your number one? Well, number one, uh, I'm going to steer away with this number one pick from the more hip-hop rap genre. I feel like when it comes to underground, you almost feel like underground and rap are the same thing or underground and hip-hop are the same thing. Like You don't think underground country or underground rap. pop. Like it, it just doesn't come to people's mind. But those people do exist because until you've made it, you're underground. Like I don't care what you think of yourself and how good you are, even if you are that good. If you hadn't made it yet, you're underground. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you hadn't made it yet. You're still underground with us. You sound great. Maybe you should be mainstream, but you're underground. Doesn't matter if you're the greatest singer. You know, no matter what genre you do, you're not on that main stage yet. Right. You know, so you're still underground. But anyway, it's not a disparaging thing either. Like, I love underground. Like, I I want that shit to be like 1B one, one with mainstream. Like, I, it can't take it over because then it is mainstream. I want it to still be what the underground is and kind of exist outside some of the industry stuff, but make just as much impact and just as much money. That's my like my personal view of the underground anyway, which is probably real convoluted and weird, but it's how I feel about it. But uh, my first artist, uh, what she does is I would consider it dark pop is, I think, a subgenre that you could call it. But she's mainly a singer. Uh, She goes by her name is Gigi Fern. But uh, I heard her, the first time I heard her music, it was under Georgia Fern. So I'm assuming Georgia is her first name. But she had an album and it had a song on it that just had a, almost like a, what I imagine to be like an Amy Winehouse feel. Right. And I really never listened to Amy Winehouse. But when I heard it, for some reason, that's who I thought of. So maybe it doesn't even sound like Amy Winehouse, but, but it's that kind of thing. But her subject version. matter is kind of dark. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, but she uh, on Twitter, she goes by Gigi Fern Music, um, and she's just somebody trying to get her music out there just like anybody else. And I can always appreciate that. Like I said, I'm not 
I don't hold anything I do above anybody else. And I also don't hold anything anybody else does above myself. But I always appreciate when I see other people just trying to do something. And when it sounds like what they're doing is genuine. Like if it sounds like they're just trying to formulate songs to get, you know, quote unquote hit and just make it. And it's you don't really get to know them at all through the music. I usually don't listen to stuff like that too much. But hers, she did like a, a four track EP. And it's the that's been maybe a year or so. But it's just four songs. I enjoyed all four songs. Like I said, it's nothing that I would play every day, but the way I, like, I'm not a curator, but whenever I put together a playlist for Graveyard, it's usually just, it's songs on a playlist. Like, I don't curate. Like, I put songs on a playlist that I like, and then I might shuffle the order in a certain type of way, but it doesn't set, like, a mood. Like, curating to me is setting a mood. But her music just kind of breaks up the a lot of the hip-hop rap. Like, hers comes on, it's like, oh, shit, that's kind of a welcome break from the last, you know, 12 hip-hop rap songs that I heard is to hear something that's just completely different, but it ain't for everybody, but I like, I like her style. I like her sound and I'm kind of into that goth type of stuff anyway. So the darker subject matter works for me. And then she sings really well. So she's my number one Gigi Fern. Well, hell yeah. Maybe she can send some music into the podcast possibly for our music episodes or something. Uh, we'll It'd be check her out. All right, my number one is um, a rapper I've been listening to, I guess probably right before the quarantine, or around the time Kobe died, actually, so around whatever time of the okay. year that was. January, uh, so. I came across this rapper, and at first, when I first heard or saw the name of the song pop up, because it was on my Discover Weekly or whatever, by the way, Spotify kicks ass on my, for me. It does a really good job of showing me like some mainstream or pop, you know, coming up artists or whatever on that. That I'm like, these are all really good. That you might actually yeah. like. And so okay. they, they do That's a good, good job there for me. But anyway, uh, the name of this artist is Cal. It's rather Scrooby or Scrubby. So it's spelled uh, Cal C A L and then Scrooby S C R U B Y. So I say Scrooby, but I don't really know. I've never heard him say his name he probably does in some song but i've just never paid attention um white guy with scraggly hair yeah yeah so i right, got him all right cool he yeah so the the longer hair it looks like is his new album his album before that's what okay. i heard the one in 2019 uh the, by the name of unsigned and he has a song the first one i heard called kobe with the fro and so at first I was mad when I saw the name because I was like, Kobe just died. But I think he put this out before Kobe died. So I think he gets a pass there. Um, but it's like, I feel like a young goat, Kobe with the fro. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And like, um, he just has a lot of uh, uh, swagger, a very good flow. Um, a lot of things, you know, that I would, I like and in, in, in rap music in general or whatever. Um some other songs of his, I like Super Bowl trophies, pretty decent, uh, faster. I think it's a new one of his that popped up the other day on my release radar that was uh, pretty decent. So he's just a real, uh, real talented rapper. I don't know any of his story. You know, like I don't know where he came from or who he signed to or anything like that. He might be unsigned. Uh, but anyway, I would highly recommend this Cal Scrooby dude. Cal Scrooby. Um, or Scrubby. Or Scrubby. <laughs> we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, I went to go look at his Spotify thing to see if it would uh, tell us. Uh, but he has like a really funny thing. It says he's 6'8 and 113 pounds. And it has a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and then it says he's 41 years old. 
and he expects Fucking big things too. has big things happening in 2004. So anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> He's got shit his pants, man. Yeah. So anyway, I, I recommend it. His his oh, songs man. are really good. So uh, that was is I have the eight of the favorites playlist, which is like anytime I come across a song where I'm like I fuck with that, I add it there. He's been in that one for a while, so uh, like that dude. All right, who is your number two? All right, number two. Uh, this is a rapper from Georgia. Uh, I believe he's in the same kind of camp or circle as another rapper uh, that I mentioned before, Nicki McKnight. Yeah. Uh, but his name is C, like the letter C, and then he's got a hyphen and then black, but he spells it B L A Q. Uh, he goes by Black Boy B O I on Twitter. Uh, but he's got like a it. His style feels like like when I was younger. And before I lived in Georgia, the, the only Georgia artist I knew was Outkast. And he sounds like he would rap with Outkast. Like, that's how his, his style of flow, like, his sound is how I would have thought everybody from Atlanta rapped until, you know, I actually was here and was like, oh, wait, they rap different. Outkast is actually special. Right. Like, but he sounds more like their, the cadence and, you know, some of the ways he flows. Um, I've listened, I think, to two or three of his albums. One of them he ended up taking down, uh, but I believe he, he's had three albums. And he's just got a cool flow. I don't know him personally, but like I said, I, I know he's a part of that, I want to say Columbus, Georgia area, kind of click of rappers. Um, but he's just, he's got good music. He's more of a deep thought rapper too. You know, when I, when I don't want to hear necessarily upbeat stuff, if I just want something to just make me think and, you know, that just has somebody who can actually spit and got a good flow and I can actually understand all their words. Cause that shit matters to me. Like I, I, I need to know what you're saying. Like, and everybody I listen to, I, I can understand what they're saying. I don't have to try to guess and put together words, but uh, he's definitely one that I, I keep on a playlist is a uh, C black or black boy. Well, hell yeah. Hopefully again, see all these underground artists, maybe they'll send me music. Maybe they'll hear this. They should. And they can send me you music. You got one of the best uh, places to locate new music for people that really want to hear it. Like that music podcast, not only do you get to laugh with, you know, you skinny and occasionally snappy, but uh, like you get to hear good music. Like a lot of that shit is like, I like that feeling of, damn, this person ain't signed. Like I like when I hear music and it sounds that good. Right. I'm like, man, you, you know, if I would have heard this somewhere else, you know, if I didn't know this was underground, I would think it wasn't. And right. that's cool to me. Like, I like that. I like still getting that feeling when I hear music. Yeah, we're like at 30, 40% of like, holy fuck, this is like radio shit. And then the rest are like, you know, people working yeah. on it. And I think that's a cool mixture. Yeah. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. You got to start. The and, crazy part is like, when we were when we were younger, like before there was streaming and it was so easy to record from home and things like that, like how, like, to get ready, you had to make a shitty CD that literally sounded shitty. Yeah. Like, no matter how you wanted it to sound in your head, by the time you got it on the CD, it didn't sound like that. Like, now they have a chance to experiment. They can actually put it out, hear how it sounds, get better, put it out again, have it next to each other. Like, it's just, it's cool right now the way things work with music. Well, I know a lot of people hate on streaming, but I personally think it's better than, like, I came from the era of, getting our CDs pressed up and trying to get somebody to buy your CD. Like that shit was fucking heartbreaking trying to get somebody to buy a CD. Like 
now it's like, okay, they will or they won't click a link. At least they won't throw your shit away after right. you give it to them. I made zero dollars. <laughs> I made zero dollars um, before streaming was an option. And I have made money since streaming's been an option. So to me, I don't understand what the complaint is. I guess, yes, it is a complaint yeah, I, for like the the super big, huge artists that were making bukus of money or whatever. Or maybe back when people were selling stuff out of trunks because people had CD players in their car. I get that. But like right. as far as the artist part, uh, I would say probably for low-end artists, um, yeah, you're doing way better now than you would have 20 years ago trying to do this I, on I your own. I agree 100%. Like, usually by the time you pressed up CDs and if you felt like if you really went all in and got covers done and got cases, you were usually going to be in the red more nine times out of ten rather than making some kind of profit. Like, even if you sold it all, the time it took you to sell it in those hours, like, you really put in what it takes to do the man hours like unless you got people coming to you if you factor in that time you didn't make money right like you paid to get people to get your cd and hopefully like it and then what happens once it gets scratched or once they're tired of it it doesn't exist somewhere for as long as the internet exists like that's the advantage right now like as long as the internet's up and you pay your you know bill or whatever dsp uh uploader you use your music's out there somebody can get to it at some point and to me, that shit is dope. For sure. All right. Number two for me is um, an artist that the first person that told me about him was Bernard Willis, who I used to make some music with. Okay. He's disappeared. Out, you know, I don't know where he's went these days, but he was yeah, like, he, he's never been on Twitter, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't. Cause I, I feel like I always looked for him because I, I like the work he did on Internet Friends one and two. And I'm like, I don't think he's on Twitter. And I mean, that's, you know, that's right. the only place I try to find artists. Yeah, I don't think he is. Um, But anyway, he's like, oh, my favorite Oklahoma artist is this dude named Johnny Polygon. And so I looked up this guy named Johnny Polygon. And uh, with a name like that, you would assume he's white. At least I did. But he is not. He is a black dude. And when I looked him up the first time, it said he was from California. At least that's what it said on Spotify. But then I looked up a little deeper, and it says he is from Tulsa. And uh He's older than me, so that's cool. You know, not too many rappers these days are fucking older than me, it seems. Uh, but he's kind of like a rap rocker, right? Like, it, not exactly rock, but, I mean, yeah, I, it definitely has, like, that alt-rock that I enjoy sort of vibe melted into it. Like, he's not, you would not call this hip-hop, like, classic hip-hop at all. Um, but he just has a really cool feel. My favorite song of his, I would say, or at least the one that, like, I, I listen to a lot at first is Dead Meat. I think it's very good. Um, and then recently, I've really got into this song because it's so funny, and you don't hear that many funny songs anymore. Uh, a song called One Time, and in, in parentheses, For Science. And it's about wanting to have sex with your friends, you know, when you're not, when you're single or whatever, but it's like really funny. Like the way, like it sounds kind of like an old lounge singer song, but it's. Still got a little bit of hip hop and alt rock influence. So anyway, I just really enjoy people who do some genre bending. Um, his songs also seem like pretty hypersexualized, uh, like he's working through some therapy, you know, in his music. So I'm like, hey, all, good for you. Um, but anyway, I like Johnny Polygon a lot, and I knew probably most people had to have no fucking clue who that is. So he's still underground, in my opinion. I w- I would agree. I'm on his Spotify, and I I think he would qualify. Qualify for underground for sure. I'm gonna have to check him out. I said I, I am very biased against mainstream artists. It's just my personal feeling. Like there's too many people trying to 
get somewhere on the underground and have just as much talent. So anytime I can follow and listen to somebody that's not up there, up there, I'm always going to do it. It's just how I feel about it. Right. I would say he would probably, he could be on the radio as far as his sound, because it is like, it has a little bit of pop in there as well. Uh, vibes, but the lyrical content's just too, you know, raunchy for that. So it's like one of those things. Like he's, he's artistically choosing, I think to be underground a little bit. Um, but I like it. Like, all right. What's your number three? Uh, number three. And we both know this artist. I'm going to go with Karma. Uh, she is a female. And when I when I give a race, it's, it's not saying anything, but I, I like saying white rapper or black rapper just because, like, at one point, I, I looked at it and I was like, damn, I, I like a lot of white rappers. Like, I just didn't notice it because I, I in my head, I was like, I just like the sound. But then when I inventoried it, I was like, I like the way a lot of white rappers are coming with it. But um, Karma, she's a female white rapper. Um, she's LGTBQRSTV. No, not meaning that offensively, just joking. But she is, you know, she's down for that. It's represented in her music. And she's just one of those examples of I don't have to I don't have to be what you are to enjoy your music. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't smoke weed, I could still listen to your music. You know what I mean? Like I like the way it sounds. Right. I like what you're saying. I like how you say it. You know what I mean? Like it's not about it's not like politics where it's like, well, I got to agree with everything you say and I got to be on your side. Like, nah, man, with music, if that shit sounds good, I don't have to be a part of it to rock with it. Um, and that's that's how her music is. First time I heard her, it was actually a feature on a song, which is, you know, one of the reasons why people who are underground, like, there's nothing wrong with collaborating and working with each other. Like, no matter how you work it out, like the whole, oh, it's $500 to get me on a song. Like, shut up. Just do a song with somebody else. Let somebody who wouldn't normally hear you hear you on somebody else's shit. And you don't know what that could lead to. Like her verse stood out on a song with four other people. Like her verse stood out to me because, and this is, I don't mean any offense to any female rappers, but when I hear a female that can really rap, like that isn't just like a lot of female rappers have like this weird nasally high pitched thing that just turns me off. But when I hear them, they actually have a good rap voice and they're rapping about things that aren't just uh, cliche I'm instantly like, okay, I want to hear more what they're rapping about. And then she can sing too. So that's cool. Like I always like that combination when they can rap their verses, sing their hook, rap their verses, do a bridge. Like she's got a lot of talent. Um, I don't know if she home records. I feel like she might, which I also have respect for anybody who home records. Um, I just think that, you know, that takes a level of dedication, especially when you can make it sound good. Uh, from I, think, home. I think she did. I don't think she does currently. So you think she moved on to like recording somewhere else, maybe? Well, her quality's There's gotten a lot better. Um, I know she's invested in her mixing and things like that recently. Um, yeah, we have a few songs together. Uh, we've actually, I had one song started back before Internet Friends 2 even started uh, that was for someone else, and they never got around to it. And I actually thought Karma would fit onto it. So this week, I've actually have her spit me a verse for, for Internet Friends 3. So... Um, I'm definitely biased. I will say I do approach, and I say this again, there's nothing but being a friend. I approach Karma as as still being kind of new, and she's grown so much in the last year, and she will. Um, but you know, I think there's uh, like I think there's parts on her flow where she kind of 
leans on that the party flow, you know, because she has a lot of like kind of party jams. Oh yeah, because that's her thing. Just like I lean on a weed yeah. line, you know, like we all have our crutches. Um, but I do think she's definitely grown a lot, you know, over since I've come to know her, which I think is always fun. You know, like I think you could go through our podcast, the music podcast, and you could see the growth um, in her songs. And um, I, we have a lot of people like that. But I think what's cool about her is she'll send something in. I'll say that. And then she's like, well, check out my next song where some people would be, uh, you know, they would take that the wrong way. They would get mad or whatever. Yeah. And not want to send you anything else. And right. that's another thing I appreciate about her and other artists who are like her. Like, just because you're starting out, even if if you know for a fact, okay, the first thing I ever put out doesn't sound as good as the last thing I just put out, but they don't take it all down. Like, they leave it, and then you can go back and listen to it and actually hear that growth. Like, that means a lot if somebody's going to invest in being your fan. Just yeah. hearing, oh, shit, okay, she started here. She's right here. Yeah, she, she's getting doper. Like right. she she hadn't gotten worse than her very first song. Like she's constantly getting better. Like well, that means something for somebody to actually want to be your fan. I also think, and I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing. You know, I'm not gonna say what I'm about to say is good, but I think when you've been doing it for a while, you have a certain idea of what your brand or what you do is. So like for instance, I'm pretty I think I'm fairly consistent, even though I do different voices and stuff like I know pretty quickly, like, oh, I'll vibe to that collab or that's something I can do or I can kind of come up my way. Younger rappers are are, and this is good in some ways they'll do anything. They're like, I'll make any type of fucking song to see what works. And I just think some people are still in that stage. So sometimes you're going to make stuff that probably wasn't your shit, but you had to do it because you got to learn. You know, that's just all part of it. Um, So I enjoy just getting to to see these processes, if that makes sense. Um, but I think karma's dope. I think, uh, like I said, she's made a lot. Charlie J's rubbing off on you, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Process. Process. I mean, I have heard that way too many times. That fucking song. Uh, (laughs) so low, how you get flat. Like I say that shit at least twice a day. Like it just runs through my head. I don't know why, like that line sticks out, but, I'll just be sitting around. I'm like, so low, how you get flat? Like, I don't even know what the fuck that means, but I like it. Yeah, I don't understand it either. If I had a guess, he, <laughs> he's saying it's low, as in it makes so him low that like it makes him flat feel on the it makes him feel bad whenever you feel like your self esteem is low. That's how I've interpreted it in yeah. my mind. And but you're I don't so low that you're actually physically flat. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I like it though. Um. So anyway, everyone go check out Carmen. She had an album drop recently, so I know. And, and she did, and I, I hadn't had a chance to hear it yet. I, I do want to hear it. Though. I will say it's, and I, this sounds me too. I do think it, the quality of her newer songs are just way better than her earlier stuff. So, like that's why I'm saying I think she's moved on to the studio, working uh, on the quality aspect of it all, which is cool. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with that. All right, my number three is gonna be. Uh, Another artist I found through my Discover Weekly, whenever I heard him, he had less than 5,000 followers on Instagram, and I tried to become friends with him and get him on the podcast, but he was already too cool for me, and now he has a fuckload of followers. <laughs> uh, and I nice. pronounce his name as Marco, but it's spelled M-A-R-C-A-U-X. So like Mark Ox like an aux cord. So M A R C Mark and then A U X. So I don't know if it's Mark Ox or Mark gotcha. O and that like, you know, it's like some fancy way of spelling it. I don't fucking know. Um, 
but he's very, very good. Another white rapper. You mentioned, you know, saying white rapper shit. I think it's important to say that stuff. Um, and I do it in any story anywhere. If I'm at the store and my cashier's a Mexican dude, I'm like, Mexican dude with my cashier. And my wife and other people have told me that's kind of racist to always tell people's race for every fucking story ever. But to me, I'm painting you a picture of what the fuck's yeah. going on. And that's it. a part of the picture. And that's part yeah. of it. That factors into every decision made and every joke that runs through your head of like i don't know like i just i just always mention that shit and i don't think it's a uh, bad and also we all know white rappers that suck i'm a white rapper and i think oh, yeah. majority of them do suck you know there's a i'm sure everyone's seen those guys go viral this year where it's the kind of fat kid and his friends and he's just fucking screaming at the camera the dumbest fucking lyrics like everyone knows those kids so it's important i think because in some way, it's like they're kind of beating the odds. It's almost a compliment. Anyway. Yeah. And your I, expectations I like are different, you know. Uh, and it holds what they can say is different. Like what you can, whatever you're cool with them saying, I think does change on someone's race. Uh, so anyway, I don't think, I don't think it's yeah. that crazy. Um, but anyway, this Mark Ox or Marco dude, uh, I would say the two songs I probably listen to most are Harm. That one definitely the most. I mean, I listen to that song a million fucking times. And then Down is uh, another one of his songs that's good. And then he has one, fuck, I just listened to it the other day uh, whenever I was researching this. And I was like, holy fuck, that's probably his like best written song. Um, Cedar Creek. Yeah, Cedar Creek's pretty fucking good too. So anyway, he has a lot of good um, sad shit, but he might be a plant. You know, he's blown up and he only does his drop singles and just uh, – just killing it so who knows but he'll probably be a he may be a big deal someday all the songs are very well made that's dope and uh before i do my next one because i want to remember to tell you this uh in the car this morning me and my wife were driving and uh our song played uh make it happen and then right after that um the nobody likes me mega mix came on and uh, she was listening to your verses. And even though I've told her that, you know, the guy I do the podcast with is the same guy I did the songs with, like, for some reason, she never connected it. And for some reason, this morning, she was like, wait, who's that rapping? And I was like, that's Mo. She's like, white Mo? And I was like, yeah, white Mo. She's like, from the podcast? I was like, yeah. She's like, Mo got bars. And I was like, yeah, Mo's dope. Like, you thought I would just do a song with anybody? No, he's dope. Like, I've, I've told you that, but like, I wanted to tell you that she like she really, really liked both of those verses. Um, and then she was like, she's going to listen to some more of your stuff, too. But I wanted you to know that because it's sometimes it's important to hear when people like your shit. that don't know you. Right. Or that only know you from hearing like just from hearing you rap, which is I think that's the best way. Like if you can get to know somebody for their music first, then nothing else matters because you're already a fan of the music. It's harder when you get to know somebody outside of their music and then they're like, hey, and I make music. And it's like, uh, okay. Right. But I already kind of know you. <laughs> like, and I think that's that's the challenge when people only kind of advertise to people they know. Like, get people to know you as an artist first and just get them to hear how dope you are. If they like you, they're gonna like you. If they don't, they won't. Right. Like, I don't and this is again going way off topic, but who gives a fuck? Um, you know, I understand Your like podcast. do whatever the hell you want. Followers on Twitter don't fucking matter or whatever. But you know, I've recently got over the three thousand right. followers and I got, you know, I don't know what, thirty, forty pe- people that actually seem to interact with me fairly regularly, maybe a hundred 
if I'm being like way fucking generous. Um, but then, you know, I got people right. that check out my music and shit on Facebook, which I've had for fucking 15 years or whatever, since back when you had to have a college fucking <laughs> email to have one. Yeah, um, when it was a college, it was a college app. I was, <laughs> and, and I done concurrent enrollment, and I was like, "Please give me my college email so I can get Facebook." Um, I, so anyway, you know, since then, and no one gives a fuck about my music on there. You know, like they just don't like. To them, I'm just probably some fucking loser that's still rapping or whatever. But to me, I'm like, I think it's kind of good. And then I'm like, people on Twitter like it. <laughs> so it, it's just, I don't know. It's just different. Just fucking different. Um, and then, yeah, as far as your wife saying I have bars, that is dope. Um, I will say I've leaned into more of the whatever the white characteristics are of a rapper, I would say, since I made uh, probably too pretentious. I was trying to be like real vulnerable there. Yes. And uh, since then, I've probably given off more of that vibe i guess of white rapper but for a long time i definitely pride myself and like people didn't know if i was white or not until they saw me you know whatever like if someone just heard my music they would not at all think it was me and it wasn't because i was like saying the n-word or whatever but like i just would rap with like a lot of little wayne swag the the flow right yeah the delivery of it like you you rap like a rapper like you don't rap like you don't rap timid. You don't rap like, you know, you, you're not sure about what you want to say. Like, you're confident in what you say and how you say it. And that that reaches people who want to hear music like that, you know? Right. All right. So who's your number four? All right. Number four. Uh, it's a guy by the name. He goes by MJ Chillin. And uh, I heard his music for the first time. It was back when I was playing with SoundCloud a lot, like hearing music through there. I think it was before I even had a Spotify account. I think SoundCloud was my number one as far as trying to put music on it and hear other artists. Um, but his, the way I would describe the first song I heard of his was more like an alt rock than a uh, than rap. But I think he gets thrown into that rap genre. He's done other albums and songs since then that are just rap. But he's got like a really dope uh, melodic type singing voice that doesn't use auto tune that I really enjoy. And uh, actually, the first song I heard of his, it was never on Spotify. Uh, which kind of pissed me off. I was like, man, I, I don't listen to SoundCloud anymore, but I love that song. And he just put it out. Um, he released like a three track EP and it had that song on it. And I was like, you know what? I love that because I enjoyed that first song. I liked his other stuff since then, but that was like the one that introduced me to him. Did you say the name so of this artist? I was happy to see that back on there. Did I miss it or did you say the name of the artist? Yeah, the artist is MJ Chillin. Oh, yeah, you did say that. I just missed yep. it. <laughs> and he he goes by uh, M. Well, he goes by that on Twitter. It's MJ Chillin. Um, and like I said, he just he does he raps. He does the kind of more melodic thing, but not necessarily with auto tune. And he he puts out a shitload of music. Like, and that's one of those things where even as a fan, even if you can't hear somebody you likes music right when it comes out. Like, it's always cool to have those artists where you're like, shit, I can go back and listen to him for a full day and hear all new shit, you know, one day if I just got the time to do it. And he's constantly putting stuff out. It sounds like he's always uh, more on whatever the newer sound is, but he still sounds like himself at the same time, which I can always appreciate, too. So I recommend MJ Chillin'. Uh, He's got a big catalog. I'm always down for artists who have more to select from. Um, I also like buffets better than I like fancy restaurants so 
you know, Agreed. that's how it goes. Agreed, 100%. I miss, like, crazy the Golden Corral breakfast buffet. When I was a kid, my mom would be like, we're waking up at 6 a.m., we're driving an hour to Wichita Falls, we're eating that, and then we're going to the mall for clothes shopping. I'd be like, let's do it. And then I moved to this town that let's had a Golden it. Corral, and then within, like, six months, it got shut down for health violations, and they've never had one since. And I'm not, I haven't been back to one since I was in high school. And I'm like, fuck, I used to love it. Anyway, uh, and COVID shut ours down, and I don't. It's never gonna open back up. Like I, I don't know if other places have buffets open back up, but just the the way a buffet works and the way COVID works don't really right. coincide with each other. So I don't think they'll ever open back up. But yeah, like like they're completely shut down here. But I'm with you, man. Buffets are the shit, man. I love buffets. They're the best. Um, all right, my number four in <laughs> getting into my um underground artists not that these other people i think all were as well kind of um but these two last two here will be people i've played on the podcast and are the homies uh so the first i'm gonna go with is arawati yeah uh so that is spelled e-r-a space w-a-d-i um he's called into the podcast a couple times we like i have his phone number you know like we'll text every now and then so like we're definitely homies i need to get him on the podcast again sometime um, I will say my favorite song of his is probably Priceless. I really like that beat a lot. I think it's really good. Um, I, something that always I sticks, enjoy Wet Brain. Yeah, Wet Brain is good. Something that always sticks out to me is that almost all of his beats sound the same, but not ex- not exactly the same, but they all have the same like rhythm to them. I don't know. It's like Sounds, maybe. Yeah, like he just always picks the beats that are always going to have that same sound to them. But um, I always like Arawati. I think he's a dope uh, dude, and then he's also a very good rapper. I think he has some stuff in the works coming out soon, maybe. Um, I feel like it's been a while since he's put stuff out, but anyway, he's always doing big things. I think he's in Austin, Texas, from San Antonio, uh, but everyone should go check out Arawati. I agree. Alright, who is your number five? Alright. Next one, uh, this is going to be a female rapper again. Uh, she goes by Jalen, which is J-A-E-L-Y-N-N. Uh, but on Twitter, which this makes it difficult, she goes by I'm just a U-H girl, G-R-L. So it's hard to find her to tag her sometimes and stuff unless you remember that. But um, she's got, I want to say she got six songs out now. When I first heard one of her songs, she only had three. But they were three really good songs. Like she... She did it in a way that, like, almost like the industry plant thing we talked right. about. Like, that's that's almost how it felt. She's not, you know, she's underground, definitely. Um, she tweets a lot as far as, like, her processes and, you know, what she's doing to try to upgrade and try to do more to get where she wants to be. But her uh, her sound and the way she raps, it's, I describe it as, like, more poetry, I guess. Like, she has, like, a a real soft cadence and like her words are very precise like she's not just rapping over the beat like she's telling stories you know she's saying things in a way that's really um i'm losing the word i'm looking for but anyway she's she's just really intentional like she's really intentional with you know her words and the way she uses them and i just like her i like her rap voice like if you got a rap voice that's unique to you and it sounds good on a beat like I'm already 50% there as far as being like a fan. Like if I don't like your rap voice, then, you know, there's nothing I can do. Like your beat being dope ain't going to help. 
if I think your rap voice is annoying or sucks. But uh, if I like your rap voice and you're rapping about things that I can kind of get with and be like, you know what, I can kind of vibe to this, uh, which that's how she is. She's got those six songs right now. And so far out of those six, like there's no song that isn't a really good song. Like I like the way she constructs her songs. I dig her hooks. She's got one with a feature that's really cool called Missed Calls. Um, But I like her. I, I really like her style. And she's my number five. Hell yeah. Yeah, I am friends with her on Twitter, I think. I think so. And um, I remember the day Internet Friends 2 came out. She, on someone's post, was like, hey, I'm going to check this out. I was like, awesome. And that's the last I heard from her, so I'm thinking she hated it. Um, but we- <laughs> <laughs> I don't- That's probably all the weed pussy lines. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> sometimes this... It, sometimes it turns people away. <laughs> this motherfucker. Um <laughs> It's all I know. What am I going to do? Rap about guns and shit? No. Um, hey, you got to rap what you know, man. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, but I've, I've never checked her out, so I'll definitely will, um, you know, see what it's all about. I will you say, should, you got to do more music. I, I can't be putting out just one of six your, songs. Uh, smooth playlists. Right. I, I think she, I think she may have just, maybe just started recording herself. I think she takes a lot more time to record. Like me, like I'll, like once I write these verses to like a song that uh, I'm wanting to do with you and forgotten one. And then once I check out like the internet friend stuff, like I'll just get in, record it, boom, boom, done. Like, I feel like she really takes more time, which isn't a bad thing. Right. I just, I've, I've done it so long that like I get in and get out. Like I don't spend hours on one song, or one verse. Like I used to, when I first started, like I would redo stuff and like really be meticulous about it. But now, Ah, good for better or for worse. I'm like, you know what? This is good enough. I like it. Let's go. You got old. I understand. Happened to me. Too. I got old. I got old. That's what it is, man. I'm. I'm like. I enjoy the emotion uh, of my fuck up. So let's just keep that. Yeah, yeah, let's just let it roll. It sounds natural. If you notice my rap, if anyone's listening to my rap songs, I, I have laughs and shit in there. It's because fuck it. Let's just show some personality in here. And it works. Yeah. Um. All right. My number five. Is going to be another internet friend of mine by the name of Charlie J, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, Charlie J. I call him Charlie J. Uh, Charlie J. And he's probably like. (laughs) C-H-O-L-L-Y. But that's not how it's spelled. That's just how you got to say it. I would assume. I've never asked. He's always been cool to me. But I would assume he's like, these fucking assholes. God damn them. But. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like what people do when people have real, like, thick southern accents. Like, they make fun of it. Like. Yeah, and we're not, I don't feel like we're making fun of it. It's just that's how it sounds to us, Charlie J. Yeah. So anyway, um, I put him on the list here because I I'm in a Discord uh, that Petrovita runs. Not that Petrovita's ever in there, and Charlie J's in there, and he's you know he's always doing shit. You know he's just always working. He's always trying to get better. He's always got plans and he's scheming and. I don't know. I just, you know, he's he's living the artist's life. So I just respect that out of Charlie J. He's someone else who I think should put out more music. Um, but he's, I guess, probably like the last artist you mentioned where he puts out a song and then a video. And then it's like the two weeks of marketing. You know, all the stuff you should do. You know, like all the correct things. But me and you, again, are just we're from the old school. And we're like, fuck it. I'm just putting up songs and forgetting about it. And yep. we're we are fucking Running up. Gun. I'm not saying we are right. We are <laughs> fucking up. Uh, yeah, no, 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 not at all. We're just saying this is how we do it. Right. Like no right and wrong. It's just this is our way. This is yours. Nothing wrong with that. 
Uh, but anyway, like Charlie, I don't know if he's going to be on Internet Friends 3 or not. Uh, he was on Internet Friends 2, and I, I really enjoyed it. We mentioned that song earlier. Um, but I know that yep. the lockdown, he's in Wells, I believe. Uh, I think it's really affecting him because he's in yep. a really small town there. He hasn't been able to put out music or work on stuff or see friends or, you know, just do all the shit he used to do. Um, and it's affected his creative process. So we'll see, you know, how that all goes for him. But y'all should check out recommendation. Charlie J. Oh, my and song from him, I would if say. If you listen to the one podcast, time. he should get his ass on Twitter, too, if he's listening right now. Him and Bernard Williams, he is. if they hear this podcast, they need to get on Twitter. Uh, Charlie, Charlie J. J. is on, Twitter? on He is on Twitter now. I think it's, you got to go music by Charlie J or something. Hold on. Let me find it right now. So you will have. Yeah, because I've been looking for Charlie J. He, and he was slow to it, but I think after I begged him long enough. Yeah, it's Music Charlie J, by the way. All right, I'm going to find him now and follow him. Yeah, because yeah, I he, like Charlie. That'll make J. him happy because he has hardly any followers at the moment after I begged him to get on here. Well, so. he just got one more. Um, Hell yeah, Charlie J. That's perfect. So, Maybe, look, anybody listening to this, when we post on this, y'all go follow Charlie J, man. He's a fucking good artist, man. I like him. Uh, so my recommendation on song for him is one time. Um, also think bedroom is really good. So anyway, go check out Charlie. J. I think he's really good with the slower stuff because he does the more storytelling. Actually, a moment ago I said I don't know if he'll be on Internet Friends three. I know he will be. He already sent me a verse. He hasn't sent me the vocals isolated. He just sent me like a reference, and it's like some Wyclef John, uh, porous girl or whatever the fuck that song was. Like it's some make-believe story of some girl and i'm like bro i don't know how the fuck i'm gonna rap to this like i rap about <laughs> pussy and we don't you know this but i'll figure it out that's the whole challenge of internet friends too or three i guess oh man i like how you started that verse two on that uh on the process song yeah like, i didn't even know it is that smoke weed because <laughs> like, if it is then yes i do that it turned out it was, but yeah, when I wrote that line, I had no idea. And then after I wrote it, I was like, uh, I'm going to look it up. Enough. And then it, it is. And I was like, yes, <laughs> sweet. So. And I had heard it before, so I knew it was. But just the fact that you asked it at the beginning of the verse, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's about personality. Gotta, it is, man. It is. You got to let your personality shine in music. Same way in podcasts, man. Like, your personality is what does it. If you were fucking boring, I wouldn't listen. Like, you're interesting. Well, um, anyway, so I guess we can wrap up here. We've been talking forever. My last story I'm going to leave everyone with is this week I posted a video of this cool, like, Hawaiian guitar beat I was working on. And then someone that I thought was – is I mean, I think they are a good rapper. Uh, they hit me up and they're like, oh, I really like that. I would love to use it. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it to you because you're really good. And as long as we do splits on the other side, we're all good. Work that out. And then like three other people were like, how much for that beat? I'll buy it. And I was like, fuck it. God damn it. Why the <laughs> fuck did I just make that deal? Now all these people want to buy it. So uh, lesson learned, I guess. Fucking need to have some patience. But maybe it'll work out for the best. Nah, it just means that, look, that's a whole line of people who will be waiting for the next beat you make. So it'll work out the way it's supposed to yeah i've been this week i've really liked everything i made but i'm also getting a little weirder um you know we talked about some alt rock stuff earlier eventually i got to make more alt rock type beats because i want my project after internet friends 3 to just be real fucking weird so anyway that's what i'm leaning into 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta lean into those guitars, man, and those acoustics. Ain't nothing wrong with those. I know people love it, so we get some going. All right, man. With well, the game's been missing. I appreciate you being on here, and then um, I'll see you back in December. Gazoon tight, and bless you, good sir. And I'll see you then, man. All right, peace. Holla. Beautiful.